Welcome to the 4Fanboys Podcast, where we talk about movies, video games, and all other types of media. I'm Nick. I'm Josh. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. Today we're going to have a little more open-ended episode, just on the, the whole genre of comedy. Uh, we'll talk about anything that we want to on the subject. Sitcoms, video games, even music, stand-up comedians, uh, any of that kind of stuff it is open game today. So, what's your guys' favorite sitcom? Sick. Get it? No. Oh. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good sitcoms out there. Name one. Ooh, that's tough. Family Matters. Uh, Full House, Everybody Loves Raymond, King Queens. Come on, you guys have seen something, right? Um, honestly, I'm just not a huge fan of sitcoms in general. They rely really heavily on that laugh track. If you've ever seen the videos of a sitcom without the laugh track it just becomes really weird like the big bang theory without the laugh track i remember seeing that one or friends without the laugh track or how i met your mother probably has one without the laugh track. i don't even know if they use the laugh track i feel like i'm the only person in the world who has never seen friends i haven't seen friends either have you guys seen friends i at least don't think i've seen it on purpose <laughs> i have and let me tell you while it's definitely not the worst show i've watched it's kind of overrated and definitely has a lot of uh, problems. Yeah, but I am getting a lot of uh, sitcom clips on YouTube shorts. That seems to be every other video they want to show me is a clip from a sitcom that I haven't watched. Um, and I don't know where they got the idea that I want to see all those. And the other half is like the stand-up comedians. Some of which are, I don't know, a lot of them just seem to be the same exact joke over and over again. Which gets a little grating, I guess. A lot of sitcoms are just tropes. Like, how many sitcoms that has where one of the characters is a cop and they end up getting shot in the butt? It's like, I, I yeah, it's, think... it's mandatory for any sitcom, any cop sitcom, they have to get shot in the butt. It happens every time. Uh, there's the, uh, the one where you're sharing a room and you like split it in half, half with like tape or something. It's like this is my side and that's your side, and because they're arguing, that's the thing that's in a lot of sitcoms. I remember one. Uh, there was this cartoon I was watching when I was a kid. Oh, Brandy, Mr. Whiskers, and they, and I think they outright said, uh, when they did that, it's like, oh, it's about time. Every sitcom does it, or something like that. Yes, but being self-indulgent in a trope, even if you're pointing it out, doesn't necessarily make it much funnier. There's a time Don't and place. Don't you dare talk bad about Brandy, and Mr. Whiskers. That was a good show. It's a little different to satirize something, and then to just do that thing while being a little tongue-in-cheek about it, but you're still using it and kind of relying on that trope. Whereas a true satire requires a little more inventiveness. There was the Drake and Josh episode where they... Didn't they have something like uh, purposely trying to make somebody jealous, which is also in a lot of sitcoms, I feel like? They... Yeah, I forget. Did it involve Mindy or something? I feel like they... Did they make a joke about it? I don't remember. Somebody... They might have. I don't... That sounds like something that they would have done on that, on that show. Honestly, though, Drake and Josh is like the king of like B uh, B level uh, sitcoms. I really, yeah, I do really have fond memories of it. It's just a shame that it's been sullied by the actions of one of the lead actors. Now we can never have a reunion episode. Yeah, I think that ship sailed. And it's kind of funny that happened not too long after the other actor was like didn't invite them to the wedding. I saw a video on this. Uh, they both Drake and Josh really like uh, 
road uh, that uh whole like invite to the wedding thing like straight to the bank they were on they had like apparently a lot of interviews they had so many posts and they went to so many places together sort of like shortly after that like this big thing it was such a weird situation where it's like it feels like i don't know it seems like they hated each other the whole time but for a while they were like cooperating with each other to try to get that publicity and I mean, I it worked. Know. Everybody it's... heard about it. And honestly, it kind of felt like a Drake and Josh episode, how it started out. It could have been, but we needed to kickstart that reunion episode. Uh, or like that Drake and Josh future movie. I don't have any uh, proof of this. This is just like a conspiracy theory of mine. I feel like that, at least part of it was done on purpose. Like part of just to like, just for their own, you know, clout, I guess. Like you're saying, like maybe they weren't super close, but. Yeah, maybe they weren't super close. They didn't hate each other either. Or maybe this was kind of annoying, but then they decide, hey, why not use some free this free publicity? Ooh, this reminds me because I, I feel like this this was probably started on like Twitter, which right now is the ultimate comedy. Um, in a matter of like a couple weeks, the entire platform is on fire. It is so funny to watch every step of it. Um, my favorite one that just happened like a day or two ago was when Elon Musk well he he was saying about how there was a problem on the website that he thinks was a problem whatever and then one of the like people that actually works on it was saying Elon has no idea what he's talking about that doesn't even make sense and then another employee like tags Elon and he's like trying to like snitch on the guy and then Elon comes in and he's like you're fired <laughs> and then like is this later that this is all on Twitter. Wow. <laughs> and later that same day, he's like, okay, so in order to fix this issue that I found, I, I've gotten rid of a bunch of this bloat. Um, and when he did that, it destroyed the two-factor authentication system. Nice. Meaning if you had two-factor authentication enabled and you had to log in, you were completely unable to, which even impacted like politicians and stuff. So it was interesting situation i'm not even sure if they've resolved that yet why did that one employee snitch that feels so unnecessary he, maybe he was just a fanboy of elon i i don't really know there's still there are still people defending him despite like these last couple years being him making terrible terrible choice after terrible terrible choice just non-stop everything he does is like so messed up does anybody ever watch family matters it's honestly really good like really good I can't say I have, actually. I saw a clip of it on YouTube you know Shorts, and it was okay. You know Steve Urkel? That's, like, the character from Family Matters that took over the show. Steve Urkel? Oh, you mean the guy that voices Sonic? Does he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, in the oh, movie? J- or uh, No. Uh, he was, like, the original voice for Sonic, I'm pretty sure. Jaleel White? Jaleel White. Oh, wow. That's why Sonic originally kind of sounded like Urkel. If you ever listened to, like, the original Sonic voice, it's similar. That's kind of funny. fun fact. Even though Steve Urkel is the most probably famous character from that show and the main lead, he was only a side character. Originally supposed to be a one-off character for one episode in season one. Yeah, Kim Peel actually did a really funny skit with that, where uh, Julia White was actually like this psychic monster that was controlling everybody and forcing them to take his minor role and turn it into the basis of the entire show. Uh, it culminates where eventually he builds a machine that transforms everybody into another Urkel played by Julia White. 
that's so even, the entire cast was just Urkel. That's even more funny because in the show, Steve Urkel actually invented a machine that can change a person's personality to make them act like a different person. And he became a uh, cool Urkel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Steve Stephon Urkel. Urkel. Yeah, okay. He Which also became Bruce himself. Lee. Yeah. It was, uh, it be- the show became sci-fi like towards the end of the se- series. They, they really jump the shark with how like Steve Urkel is. I like him. I it's do think not it's not a sitcom if they don't jump the shark at some point. Yes. Well, let's face it. You can only do so many things with a sitcom. And then you either end it while it's still popular or keep it going so it uh, dies a miserable death. Like The Simpsons. Like The Simpsons. Funny you think The Simpsons actually are ever going to die. Funny thing. Well, but they're in the process of it. Every I feel like a lot of sitcoms like to go into sci-fi, like The Simpsons. Whenever they go in the future now, it's like it's super exaggerated. It's like a Futurama episode almost. But, well, I mean, Matt yeah. Groening. Yeah, he created it. Futurama is the better show, but and like I'm the, glad it's coming back with uh, that John DiMaggio, right? He's a voice actor. Yeah, I defender. think I think they came to an agreement for him to come back too. So I I believe they have like the whole main cast. I'm gonna say there were some people who thought he was being greedy. I think he there was nothing wrong with him trying to negotiate a better price because he knows he's a central part of that show and he just wants like bigger paycheck. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I mean I don't know like the numbers they were working with or anything. It, it could go either way, really, depending on how big he is in the industry and what the going rates are and all that stuff. Like obviously he is critical, but you can't at the same time as an individual be like well i'm integral to this show so i'm gonna ask them to pay me like a million dollars a day i mean yeah but he's in like a lot of stuff he's in adventure time yeah so he he as a voice actor is pretty big and that's like the first time i've ever heard of him having any controversy about accepting a role so it kind of feels like they were trying to short him, but I don't really know the details. Yeah, I'm not saying that they weren't or anything. It's entirely it, it could be either way. I I have no idea which it is, especially after that bayonetta controversy. Yeah, at least he. I was gonna say at least he didn't lie about his pay on Twitter and then try to tell everyone to boycott the show. Um, it's just as from the from the viewpoint of a fan of the show, where they're like going through this like battle back and forth over the over the pay of it. And we're all just like, we just want the show to happen. Please just make it happen somehow. I mean, it was going to happen either way, but we didn't know if we were going to get him back, which would have been unfortunate if they didn't. Just, uh, it's a funny thing you mentioned, the million dollar thing. The Big Bang Theory, the uh, actors would make it, like towards the end, the actors would make a million dollars an episode. And that was because they all decided at once to tell their uh, their bosses that if they weren't going to get the pay raise, they would all quit. I mean, on... On that note, it's per episode, which is probably not a single day thing. It's probably a lot more. Um, and while I won't, I'm not trying to minimize voice acting as a skill, real acting probably involves more in general, since you have your whole entire physical being there and everything. Uh, I don't know if a million dollars per episode is actually a reasonable pay rate or not, but show was very successful yeah Yeah, it was printing money yeah if the show if the show's making like complete like boatloads of money i think that the people that made it happen should be seeing like they should share in that success and i would say the main cast of big bang theory they're all pretty talented also fun fact about uh expensive sitcom episodes do you know that full house ended not because the writers ran out of ideas not because it was running out of popularity because they start become too expensive to make, is how much the actors are making. Yeah, but then we got Fuller House, 
Oh, hey guys, uh, why is Michelle here? Oh, uh, she's off being a fashion model. Everybody just stares in the camera for like 10 minutes. That was like a joke. It wasn't that long, but it felt really weird. Like they made like a fourth wall joke and then everybody just stared at the camera. I thought it was really weird. They sort of kicked out all of the adults from the original show and said like, oh, we're all going to retire in Vegas. And they're like, talk to kids want to come. It's like, no, we'll stay here in the house. Then literally every episode, a different adult like travels to the house, drives there. That means literally they drive there from Vegas. And then when they drive home, it's like, okay, who wants to go visit the kids next? It's like, you might as well just move back. Maybe they removed all the other seats from the car. <laughs> a one person. And they all share it. Well, I mean, if the kids all now have their own room, is there really enough spaces for all the adults to? But it's a full house. No, it's a fuller house. Yeah. So I'm sure they can make room oh, for... And fun fact... Is he... it fuller, though, or are there less people? Oh, quite the... Uh, I think it might be... Philosophical. I think it might be the same, actually. I, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, speaking of which, you know... Uh, what's his name? Jesse's wife. Or what's her name? Becky. Becky. I don't know the actual... You know how the actress got in trouble for, uh, like, bribing Harvard to accept her, like, kid or whatever? Yeah, I did hear about that. Well, apparently, since... That means they weren't going to have her be play as a character on the show anymore. Instead of just never mentioning her, they actually make it canon that they both divorce. Wait, what? Yeah, it's apparently canon that Jesse and Be... Or whatever the name of his wife is. Uh, yeah, Becky. Well, yeah, Becky. They divorce because of the... Uh, they did because of the whole scandal, so they don't have to like put her in any more episodes. Although with the style they're doing with the adults just coming in as guest star every week, they, I feel like they didn't have to do that. I mean, condemning a character because the actor did something really bad is kind of weird, but I guess I understand it. Like However, it. did uh, the neighbor ever come back? What was her name? Kimmy? She, she was one of the main characters, yes. Oh, okay. She cool. moved in to help it's, or something. The How the characters set up is literally like the original show. You have the Two people who are related, uh, DJ and Steph. You have the friend, Kim, uh, Kim, all living in the same house. And then you have three kids of the opposite gender. They have three sons. An older son, a younger son, and a really, really young son. But do they have a dog? I don't know. Good question. I don't think so. It was, what, Buster, right? Yeah. Oh, also, it was pretty weird. Uh, remember the love interest for DJ in the original show? Well, they made They Never Got Married. But then they made it that her husband died sometime between uh, Full House and Fuller House, and now they're trying to set them back up again together. It, I, I find that a little weird. Yeah, they handle like the relationships kind of weird in the. You know? Also, I find it weird if you remember how Full House started. Uh, the mom died before the show started, yeah. so that's why I moved in. So here they're doing the same exact thing, just with different actors. But the, I mean, it, it basically just kind of feels like a reboot that takes place in the future of the same universe while also rebooting the whole idea of the show to begin with. Basically is. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Oh, uh, Family Matters is in the same universe of Full House. They've had crossover episodes before. Wasn't there also another show that's in that same shared universe? Step, Step by, by Step, yes. The Suzanne Summers sitcom. Which is the worst of the three. I mean, it's not incredibly bad, but it's kind of eh. You know what we need? Yeah. Big Bang Theory also needs to be part of the same universe. That way, uh... Steve Urkel and uh, Sheldon Cooper could... Yeah. I don't know. Do something. Like, young Sheldon could have been looking up to Steve Urkel the whole time. Yeah. Well, and I want to say something really funny about Family Matters. If You know how it changed very much from the first season to last season? Well, the person, the woman who played the mom did not like that. So in the final season, when there was, like, five episodes left, she quit, and they replaced her. It was really funny, because I think it was, like, 
how if remember one of the episodes when they replaced her, this whole thing where like the husband lost her wedding the wedding ring. Yeah. And then been like, Oh, it's only been you. It's only ever been you. And it's like, no, it hasn't. It was really weird because was that right at the home stretch like the series was almost over i feel like career wise that's not really a smart thing to do it it felt really off especially one of the last storylines was their son was being a cop and the mom was against it because she didn't want him to get hurt on the job so there was this whole like storyline about that and it just made it feel weird that was sort of her introduction was her like kind of holding him back or something i mean yes you should stand up for your values and stuff but saying like oh i don't like the direction the show is taking when it's been taking that direction for like what around 10 seasons maybe and like there's only like a handful of episodes left it just seems like odd to do that yeah but you know what else is really uh a sitcom what else is really a sitcom uh everybody loves raymond you guys have seen that right I've watched maybe two episodes of it in my entire life. That and Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, yeah, I remember Everybody Hates Chris as well. Zach, you've seen sitcoms, right? Um, You know, I might have seen an episode of something here and there, but... Parks and Rec? I've even, never seen Even Parks that and I Rec. haven't seen much of. What? Only like a handful of episodes. What about... I don't know. What other sitcoms exist? Uh, the what? ones I would be familiar with are mostly whatever was on, like, Nickelodeon when I was watching that. Also, know that 70s show? Nope. My name is Earl? Yes, actually. Oh. Uh, I forgot about that one. That one was really good. Yeah. What about uh, the George Lopez show? That was on Nick at Night nope. for like forever at one point. Well, how about uh, According to Jim? I don't even recognize that name. What about Cory in the House, the world's greatest anime? Yeah. I saw a few episodes of that. I mean, that kind of came after our time. I grew up watching That's So Raven. Oh, yeah. I saw, I seen that. And uh, it was really weird when uh, I would watch TV with my younger siblings, and it was Cory in the house. It was the same character, same universe. But instead of it being about a girl with psychic powers who could see the future, it was her younger brother and her dad moved to the White House. Yeah, it was I, just such a big leap. I never understood why mm. only the two of them moved. Why not all four of them? Because they want to spin off about Corey for some reason, which sounds weird. Like, it was a good show. It but was a good show. It just seems so odd. Like, just such an odd choice. It's like, let's make a, uh, like, they're looking at that so raven. Like, I know. Let's make a show about just the kid brother and the dad. Oh, I did like uh, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That was Sweet Life show. of Zack and Cody was way better than Sweet Life on Deck. No Sweet. running in the lobby. But I know another spinoff. Like they looked at it. Why did they could have just continued the show? I think it, it was, was a continuation. It just only kept some of the main cast and replaced everybody else. And they kept Mr. Mosby for some reason. He got transferred to uh, to a, a cruise ship. And for some reason, that cruise ship has a built-in school. For some reason, yeah. Why not? Well, it was for the kids of the employees. Yeah, but it felt that one was a little weird i don't think they do that with hotel managers hey you've done a good job now go work in that cruise ship i mean i think i think that's a funny aspect to it though where they're just like okay you got transferred onto a cruise ship why not i I would like it in the first episode they did that he did that transfer you know because it felt you thought would have been felt more relaxing it it could put that in and then it when he gets on he realizes that the twins were on the boat as well yeah no running on the poop deck no they brought back the mom did they bring back maddie they didn't bring back the mom yes they brought back maddie for oh. some reason oh yeah it was 
wasn't I feel like the mom was on it at times. Was she on not... the first episode, and then maybe once or twice she made a cameo. Then why were the twins on there? Hey, what were they doing without their mom? That's I don't know. And they brought back one of the two main lead females. Uh, yeah, London. Yeah, they brought London. back. Oh London yeah, they did bring back Maddie, but they didn't bring back Maddie. They put in another person who was just like Maddie, only she was more stereotypically Southern. Yeah, that was and a, that became a love, a new love interest for Cody. I think. I think. I think it was Cody. I don't remember. Also, uh, to be kind of defensive about them, they did kind of stop using a lot of the sporting characters by the end of the Sweet Life Sack Cody. If you remember, like a lot of the hotel employees didn't really show up as much. Like Muriel, the maid, she just stopped working there. They just barred back for like single episode and said she retired. What about uh, Estevan? 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 I think he was still on, but I think him and the technician gender guy didn't show up as much during the last season. Maybe. I don't quite remember. I did remember near the end of the Sweet Like Zach Cody Life, they had like a mega like crossover between um, Hannah Montana and That's So Raven. That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana? Was that it? Something like that. Okay, but speaking of janitors and sitcoms, that reminds me of the best sitcom of all time ever. Scrubs. Oh, yeah. They... I've seen some Scrubs. It's pretty good. I watched, like, the first couple episodes, and we were supposed to keep going, and we never did. I forgot. Fun fact, the uh, janitor ended up playing a dad on another sitcom called The Middle, which uh, his wife was played by the uh, actress who played the wife in Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, totally. And, and speaking of uh, sitcoms where Stodale uh, staff would uh, play a big part in the show for some reason... Uh, Nancy Classified School Survival Guide. That show was amazing. Top tier. I That's... feel like at the time that it was airing and I watched it, it was awesome. And I think if I watched it now, it would be terrible. I, I've seen posts on Facebook about like screenshots from the show. And it's... The screenshots make for good memes. I'll, I'll say that. But I, I feel like the show probably wouldn't hold up as well. I think it would. Also, uh, the guy who played Cookie, he was a great actor. If you see in the screenshots, he always has the best expressions. The... The janitor was played by the same guy who played Cosmo and Timmy's dad in Fairly Odd Parents. And uh, what's his name? Really buff fairy. Yeah, Jorgen Jorgen. Bond. He played a whole bunch of characters on Fairly Odd Parents. He also played a whole bunch of characters on the old Spider-Man PlayStation One game, which was such a good game. But it's just kind of funny how like the janitor is interacting with the students so much. I never knew any of the janitors that worked at any of the schools I ever attended, and they have so much time between classes to like get into like goofball situations yeah that's why they only gave us four minutes in high school (laughs) so we don't get into sitcom like situations um we would do it anyways yeah also one you want to start talking about movies now then yeah i guess we could move on from sitcoms before we do i just want to say my one big complaint about sitcoms that seems to happen a lot is that i'll start one and i'll enjoy it enough but by the end It'll have both jump the shark and warp the characters in the show's personality so much to the point where they almost feel like a parody of who they were when it started. And it's just such a bummer. To Okay, to go on that just real quick, I feel like Everybody Loves Raymond and King of Queens did not do that. I feel like the characters stayed consistent. There wasn't much uh, changing characters, like, you know, a character appears and never appears again. The only one I could think of is in King of Queens, uh, the, the sister of the wife, she never came back, and I think they just ignored her. And the and in uh, 
Everybody Loves Raymond. One of his friends was the actor who played the main character at King of Queens. When he first showed up, he was uh, a different character. But when he showed up again, he was the same character, like in the show, like it was a crossover. They did so a lot of crossovers. That was probably why that friend just disappeared because the actor oh, got his own show. And I want to say really quickly with King Queens, I loved watching that show as a kid, and I still love it whenever I catch a rerun. It is really great. Uh, it almost feels kind of like a parody at times how the relationship of Doug and Carrie, the husband and the wife, because you know how lots of times in sitcoms, the wife would get like angry at the husband for like a lot of stuff when you sit down and think about it. she's You think she's overreacting how the husband is portrayed as like a dumb guy who lies a lot. Like married with children. Yeah. yeah. That's sort of how they act, but they cord, like they like go in, go yeah. all in on it. Like, yeah. To the extreme. I think <laughs> the early episodes, uh, the wife was a bit physically abusive. Uh, the actor, by the way, who plays the main character in King of Queens is Kevin James. Yeah, you know him, right? He's, He's in like a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Wasn't he Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yes, he was He was the Mall Cop. Yeah. Paul Blart. Which never got a sequel, thankfully. He also had his own show not too long ago where he does play a cop, but uh, it got canceled after the second season because uh, I guess what happened is in the first season he was married and then they brought back the actress who played his wife in King of Queens. And, but she was just for like one episode. And in the second season, they killed off his wife like between the seasons. Like they didn't have an episode or anything. Like she was just dead. And then they made uh, the actress who uh, played his wife in the old sitcom come back as a regular character. I would say the first episode of the second season was really bad. And they handled the death of the wife really badly. It was just one-off mention. But the rest of the second season was really good. I think most people just stopped watching. Yeah, it was probably a bit too much. Just Oh yeah, just kill her off just to bring in the other actress. And then the last sitcom I want to bring up, because I forgot it exists, because it's kind of like, you know, a show about nothing. Yeah. Seinfeld. Yes. Uh, how did we not mention Seinfeld? Yeah, I feel like that kind of was sort of the sitcom. Fun fact, Seinfeld did not get popular until later in his life. Like the first few seasons, apparently they didn't get, they couldn't, they had trouble getting people to watch it. Well, I guess... Seinfeld, some people credit as being the one that somewhat redefined the genre of like sitcoms. Because I guess if you look at the ones that came before it and the ones that came after it, there does seem to be a bit of a shift. Yeah. It was quite the big show that influential in the future. Or whatever. Although I gotta say, as a kid, I did not like Seinfeld. And I would always get upset because it would come on before or after, I forget which of the shows that I wanted to watch, but when I tried to put on a show I liked and it was Seinfeld instead, I would be so sad. Maybe that's why you decide, you start hating it, because whenever you try to find the show you want to watch, you couldn't find it and just found that one. Oh instead. yeah, anytime that came on, yeah, I would, I'd be like, you gross, change the channel. <laughs> I mean, I can't even say that I like it at this point either. I just haven't really watched it again. But it's a show about nothing. Did you ever see the clip of George's answering machine? Uh, you know, the ball sure. character where he j- sings a little jingle to, like, say he's not home? I, re- I don't think so. I didn't see that. Or else I forgot. Well, apparently, uh, he sings it really bad, but the actor is a Broadway singer, and apparently took him a while to be able to sing it badly because he kept singing it too good. He is actually a really good singer, George. The guy who plays George Costanza. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, the guy who plays George Casanza's dad in Seinfeld plays uh, the father-in-law in King Queens. Why do you I know, know all that, this weird sitcom trivia? Because you recognize the actors. Yes, they, they use the same actors, and they just kind of get a little older sometimes. Uh, anyway, to segue, did you know 
that the actor who played George Kazanza's dad in Seinfeld, who also played the uh, Carrie Heffernan's dad in uh, King Queens, also played uh, Zoolander's dad in Zoolander. I saw Zoolander recently. And fun fact, uh, the actor who played Zoolander is Ben Stiller, who is the son of the actor who plays Zoolander's father. Wow. And did you know Ben Stiller was also in Dodgeball, a true underdog story? Fun fact, did you know, for a little bit, I thought Zoolander was the one movie about the rabbit cop and the fox, you know, like citizens, like That's Zootopia. Oh, that's Zootopia. We don't want to talk about Zootopia. For a second there, I honestly thought, for a little bit, I thought that was Zoolander before I saw either of them, just because the name sounds more like a movie about animals. I've never seen Zoolander, but from the clips I've seen, it sounds kind of funny. It is actually You know the funny. meme? What is this? Uh, something for ants? It comes from that show where someone shows a model of a building it, he Ooh. wants to build, and he thinks it's the actual Yeah, building. he was like building, like a, I think it was like a school for kids or something, or it was like a charity thing, and then he wants to get uh, Zoolander's opinion on it, and he looks at it, and he just breaks it, and he goes, that's too small. No kid's going to fit in there. What is this? A school for ants? And, like, it was funny because it was very obviously not the size. <laughs> yeah. The birth of a classic meme. Yeah. And apparently, according to the movie, all male models are assassins. The Actually, like, the ending of the movie, I won't spoil it, is so good. It's kind of funny, the beginning of the movie. Like, you feel like they just picked... Uh, well, basically, they want, like, they're trying to get Zoolander to assassinate a prime minister of, like... What country was it? I forget. I was, I want to say it was a real country. It, it was a real country. Yeah, it wasn't some. It was a really small country, though. Too. It was an Asian country because you know sometimes they make stuff in like Asian countries because they could pay the people less. And apparently, the new uh, prime minister wanted to uh, raise up the federal minimum wage. I don't know the way to word that. Yeah, I forget exactly what it was. It was ending. Maybe it was ending child labor. It was something that would have gotten in the way of making their like fashion, like their clothes and stuff. I wish I could remember what name the country is. But anyway, that's not really important. Yeah. Anyway. It, it, it's really funny seeing like it all go down. Seeing there's a clip. You guys mind if I tell you? Or I guess it's not. It's not really a spoiler. You spoil but a movie for me. Can't it's not like that. the ending or anything. But it's a really funny scene. I don't know if you guys should we say it. I'm probably say never it. gonna watch it, but, um, but that doesn't mean I want you to spoil it for us and our viewers. If oh, you don't, okay. well, if you think it's spoilery, then don't say. It. If you don't think, I don't think it's that spoilery. I mean, yeah, the movie is how old now? If people haven't watched it. That's my fault. Basically, there's a clip where he's like, I haven't watched it either. <laughs> where he's like out with his like male model friends, and they're like filling up their car like with gas. So his friends decide to have like a gasoline fight. So they like spray each other with gasoline, and I think somebody lights a cigarette or something. So you can see where this goes. And like all his friends just die. It's like this. Yeah, that's right in the beginning of the movie, I think. Yeah, it's like this. It's supposed to be like, it is supposed to be funny, but it's also supposed to be like this serious scene. Like how all his friends die. But they all died because they were playing with gasoline matches. It's it's like this ridiculous like. It's basically like an origin. I think his origin story sort of. The male models in in that movie are not very smart. Also, there is one movie I really want to talk about. Chicken Run. I never see anybody talk about it, and it's really great. That's because nobody's ever seen it. What you've seen, The Promised Neverland, haven't you? Nope. Oh, okay, never mind. Really? Because that's just like The Promised Neverland, but with yeah. chickens. You ever see The Promised Neverland anime? At least the first season is essentially Chicken Run. It actually goes very similar to Chicken Run. Oh, not Over the Hedge. No. No, Over the Hedge is Attack on Titan. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> oh no. It's just it's a really actually really well written movie too. 
Uh, it's basically about these chickens. They're on egg farm, but every time they stop being able to lay eggs, the farmer she would uh, kill them and eat them. So it's them, yeah, trying to figure out how to escape the farm. And, and what they, happens is they find out. Oh, Josh, would you rather tell us? Oh, you could. Okay. Is they find out is that the farmer lady, uh, she's gonna go into the pot pie business. So she's gonna turn them all into pot pies and forget the eggs. So before her, she's setting up like a machine or something that turns them into pot pies. So they have to escape before she sets up the machine. And they're actually getting help from a hen who they think is some sort of hero or soldier or something. Rooster, I Rooster. Rooster, yeah. yeah. Rooster. He was like from the circus or something, right? Yeah, he was yeah. actually from the circus. Bugs and life. He lies that about being able to help them. And he says like, oh, no, I know it is. He know They think he knows how to fly, but actually he was shot out of cannon. And he breaks his leg. And he, after he'll still arm. pretend to be broken so he doesn't have arm or whatever. Wing. Yeah, his wing. He breaks his wing. And after he heals, he pretends it's still broken so he doesn't have to fly air quotes it so, was a funny movie was. i enjoyed it, as it a kid. fun fact it was made by the same people who made wallace and grummet you can tell by the like claymation art style and how their mouths like extend past their face have you guys ever watched the wallace and gromit movie i, I did i watched I have, all like, of wallace uh, and gromit all of it was there one where one of them becomes a or something yes that was the movie called a wallace gromit curse of the were rabbit yeah, I watched that as a kid. I think that I don't remember anything. That's about what I saw it. as a kid. I don't remember much about it either. It was. Um, I've only seen like bits and pieces of it. I know the cheese joke. He likes cheese or something. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: It's technically wasn't a TV series. It was a series of mini movies that were apparently shown in the United Kingdom every now and then. Uh, the first one was when they want cheese, but they didn't have any. So Wallace decides to build a rocket and fly to the moon. They eat the cheese on the moon. Yeah, the moon cheese. Everyone knows about the moon cheese. I, I feel like the wrong trousers one might be one people That know. one sounds really familiar. Yeah, he makes robots, robot pants, and they take in, uh, I believe they take in a chicken or something, lost his home. Turns out it's actually a penguin with a rubber glove on his head, and he's evil, and he like takes over the pants or something. That sounds really familiar. I, maybe I saw that on TV or something. Basically, the entire Wallace and Runner series could be... Uh, theorized with uh, Wallace messing up the human and the dog Grummet fixing everything. Well, speaking of funny shows where the humans mess things up and the dog solves all the problems. Courage. Yes. Yeah. I, I was waiting for you to say that. I was about to say that. But I'm like, mm, I bet Zach knows about courage. Remember what the f- a wild ride of a cartoon, but I feel like it still holds up today. The French duck. Wasn't he the first bad guy in the pilot? Duck? Lequack. Wasn't that his name? I don't really remember yeah, details it was like that. I still remember the episode where uh, Eustace wanted to get rid of Courage, so he literally uh, brought together all of Courage's bad guys, who, by the way, remember, they wanted to kill Eustace, too, so I don't know why he did that uh, to get rid of Courage. I thought that was really weird and really funny. Eustace, like, self-sabotages himself a lot. <laughs> the big things I remember is the... Uh... Asian guy they keep running into keeps trying to kill them for some reason. I remember he wants to debone them. Yeah. So he, he literally to... just took a bunch of pliers and like took out the bones. Yeah. Uh, I remember the uh, the barber, which that one wasn't even scary or dangerous. He just wanted to shave courage. But he was so creepy. He, he was. But that was his end goal. Like He wasn't hurting anybody. I remember the burgers who looked like people. I remember that. They stopped by like a burger restaurant or something. And it was run by literal pig people. And Courage thought that the burgers were made out of people because somebody would, like, ask to go to the bathroom. They'd go, and they disappear. And then Eustace would get his burger, and the burger would look like the person that just 
walked into the back or whatever. And then by the end, I think Courage ran away because he saw Eustace Burger. And then it showed Eustace in the basement. And they were saying, like, oh, wow, it's so cool how you make these burgers model after your customers. Yeah. I remember that. That was dope. Oh, what's, wait, Zach already mentioned something. He mentioned Courage. I was going to ask him to mention something else. Did we ever get a Courage Scooby-Doo crossover? Yes. It was very recently. I never saw it, but I wanted to see it. That's got to be amazing. I would hope so. Zach, what's your favorite episode of Courage? I mean, everybody has the same favorite episode. The question is, what's the second favorite episode? Um, And that would be the macaroni and cheese. Oh, I remember (laughs) that when Muriel turns into a little girl. That's the macaroni and cheese. That was good. Too much macaroni. Too much cheese. Not enough macaroni and cheese. And I hate macaroni and cheese. Is that a, is that a joke? Oh, that's how it, that that's how it ends. Oh, yeah, that's how it ends. Yeah, yeah, she throws that courage and says, I hate macaroni and cheese. That was, that was a fantastic episode, though. And that was. But yeah. who is your favorite character in Courage the Cowardly Dog? Mine was the computer as a kid. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, I forgot computer. about the computer. Either Courage or Eustace, just because how dumb Eustace is. Yeah, he, like, makes a lot of the situations. You stupid dog. What's your offer? I still remember this one uh, time where Courage was thinking about how to beat the bad guy. And when he was imagining himself beating him, uh, he imagined himself saving Meryl. But he didn't imagine himself saying Eustace. Like, it showed the monster eating both Meryl and Eustace. But when he stopped the monster, only Meryl came out. Yeah. I mean, I really can't blame him. Between the scary mask and the mallet. Yeah. I'm getting me mallet. That show really did have a lot of like really good lines in it though that are super memorable even to this day yeah oh yeah name four i'm getting me mallet what's your offer return the slab you can't do two from the slab episode that's <laughs> cheating <laughs> the macaroni one stupid dog you make me look bad booga, booga, booga. uh courage is just screaming blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. that's not a line Get out yeah, of here. that's totally a voice actor had to read that off a piece of paper from the script that's the line speaking of cartoon dogs uh, everyone knows Scooby-Doo, right? And thankfully, they're not doing a weird spinoff without Scooby-Doo. They're focusing on, like, another character that nobody asked for. And they're not making fun of the audience for being, like, distrustful of it. I feel like both new Scooby gang series that we have out both don't seem great. What was the like, other one? There's a new Scooby-Doo one. And then there's the Velma one that doesn't have Scooby-Doo. And neither of them look really good. I don't like how to advertise it. They make fun of all the audience who are being critical of it. It's like, no, you, you want them to watch it. That's the whole point of using the Scooby-Doo IP. Because I feel like they were originally going to make it its own thing, but then they just got the Scooby-Doo license and ran with it. Because it just seems so different. I don't know why you wouldn't just make it its own IP. It is weird to use a property like that and then pretty much insult the long-running fans of the series. While so cutting want, one of you, the main characters out of the show. Yeah, who, if, if whose you, name is literally the title <laughs> of the series. Also, if you want to make a show that appeals to a new audience, then just make new characters or different characters in the same universe or something. Don't go removing literally Scooby-Doo from Scooby-Doo. But you get more money when you don't make a new series. Instead, just uh, adapt a series everybody knows about. Because then people are going to be like, oh, Scooby-Doo, I like Scooby-Doo, and they're just going to watch it because of Scooby-Doo in the title. Also, it looks like they're completely changing Shaggy's character. Uh, like, they also not call him Shaggy. They're calling him by his real name. I forgot what it was. Norville? Nor- yeah, which is weird. Which, that's his last name, isn't it? Like, no, it's Norville Rogers. Oh, okay, yeah. 
but he just hates going by Norville. I can see why. It's... It sounds like a city, like not named a person. And like, I wouldn't have a problem with the show if it was just a spinoff about Velma and her life either before or after Mystery Incorporated, or they take a break and this is her own adventures with new characters. Yeah. But the fact that they're bringing back the other characters from the show, but not Scooby-Doo, makes it just weird. It just feels like there's no reason for it. We it's already like... have an origin story, by the way. Pup. Pup. Yes, okay, pup, pup named Scooby-Doo. From watching it a lot as a kid. And then also Mystery Incorporated, which was apparently supposed to lead into one of the other shows. Uh, it's not a prequel. I saw an episode of Mystery Incorporated, and they referenced the Creeper. Like, straight up reference it. Like, not a, like, sly reference, but it's when the character straight up said, oh, I stole the name of, like, the Creeper or whatever. Yeah, but the Creeper was supposed to be, like, the first one they saw. This is when they were still in high school rather than when they were going around the country uh-huh. as Mystery Incorporated. Uh-huh. So it's like a weird sliding timeline where it's both a prequel, but also some things happened. But the final episode of Mystery Incorporated is supposed to lead into the first episode wow. of the original show. And wasn't uh, the first episode when they captured that uh, escaped convict who were pretending to be a ghost? It was like, the minor, wasn't it? I haven't watched the show besides yeah, random well, episodes during Scoop really Tober so long. Very quickly about Mystery Incorporated, I did watch an episode too when they were live when WB was live streaming some episodes on their YouTube channel, Same. and it wasn't as bad as i thought i did like how they're trying to put an overarching story it's not the best but it's not as bad as i originally thought it was gonna be no it was a decent show what's your favorite scooby-doo movie remember cyber chase we just watched cyber chase so did i <laughs> it came on twice within like three hours on the live stream we caught the second half and then a couple hours later we caught the first half <laughs> it was pretty good i mean cyber chase is all right i you know it's still an okay movie but come on you can't touch Zombie Island. Oh, with real zombies? Zombie Island was good. Uh, the one where they have the hex girls in it, though. That's got to be my favorite. With the witch's ghost? Was that it? Scooby-Doo and the witch's ghost? Was that the one? Oh, I was about to spoil it, but I don't know if that's... <laughs> okay. I mean, at this point, well, everybody's got to know that during this time period of Scooby-Doo movies, the whole point of the movie was that the monsters were real. Yes. Also, the was that the one with... When they were at Salem? Yes, I was one of them. And they were talking about how, like, a woman was killed for, like, being a witch or something, and then it turns out at the end. I don't know if I want to spoil it, but, you know. Yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, And then my third, so Zombie Island, The Witch's Ghost, and the one with the aliens. That sounds familiar. I remember, yeah, that's one I remember. I remember the one with the aliens, and I don't remember what actually happens in the movie. So which one has Ultra Instinct Shaggy? Um, that's actually, oh gosh, is it's that kind of newer? One of the shows, or is it from a movie? I think it's probably from a movie, but they were doing, like, a new series of, like, movies, where they did the one where they meet the WWE, <laughs> they do the one with the Blue Falcon, oh, who was a pastiche of, like, Like, Batman. the really old one, Kyle, what was it called? I think... There was a Scooby-Doo series where each episode was in teaming up with somebody famous. Sometimes it's a real-life famous person or people. And, and sometimes, sometimes it's Batman. Yes, there was teamed up with Batman, the Three Stooges, Rosie O'Donnell. Like, I remember the Globetrotters episode. Yes. I remember. But no, I was, when you said Ultra Instinct Shaggy, I was kind of referring to like this clip I've seen online where they're in like a bar or yeah, something. That, I think and there's like a bar about. fight and Shaggy yeah. like kicks their butts, I think. Yeah, so Shaggy gets hypnotized, so when he hears a certain word, he loses all fear, and 
that becomes like a big plot point in the movie where it turns out that it wasn't the hypnosis that gave him all the strength. He had it in him all along. He was just scared to use it. So, so Shaggy is connect. It's canon that Shaggy is an excellent fighter in Scooby Doo. Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's like at the end, they're trying to escape from a cave or something, and he snaps out of his hypnosis or goes away, and he has to do the same stuff he was doing under hypnosis, but as a normal person, he's able to do it no problem. Wow. You know, if they actually kept up bat- uh, the relationship with Batman, maybe Shaggy would have been the next Robin. Oh, man, can we get a spinoff where uh, Shaggy and, becomes Robin? And Scooby's Bat-Dog. And eventually... Scoob the Bat-Hound. Yeah. And eventually Shaggy takes over the mantle of the Bat and comes the new Batman. And Scooby-Doo can be Robin. Like, I am the vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman, man. What other comedy shows does Zack remember? Being oh, like? you're putting me on the spot here. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. If not shows, are there any comedians you really like? Oh, actually, I kind of wanted to touch on, uh, like, comedy YouTubers a little bit, too. Oh, that sounds cool. Um, like, one of my favorites, Video Game Donkey. I've uh, been watching him for probably about a decade now. Uh, always love his videos. And one of my favorite things is sometimes you can't even tell if he's being serious <laughs> or satirical. Yeah. Because sometimes he really blurs the line. But he's just got a hilarious... Like personality, Did you uh, see even it? his streams yeah. are kind of—they're like weird but funny. Did you see his uh, new Sonic Frontiers review video? Yes. Did you hear about what happened? Apparently, people have started like review bombing Sonic Frontiers afterwards. I hope people aren't doing that just because of watching like a yeah. funny YouTube video. Now, it's like, just—it's—it is hilarious how he always seems to be running into all these weird bugs and stuff in the games. <laughs> It's just funny now, like, a bunch of, like, Sonic fans are mad at him, thinking he, like, did that on purpose to try to, like, because he, he doesn't like the game or something. Like, I, I mean, mean he, he is a Sonic fan, though. That's the thing. So him complaining about a Sonic game, there's, there's got to be problems. He wouldn't do it for no reason. I mean, I do think I do think he frames the videos in an intentional way, because when he did the Sonic Frontiers review, I don't think he ever showed any of the more traditional linear segments of the game which is the the parts that i thought looked really cool i think he focused 100 percent on the open world which is where some of the problems are cropping up because that's a new frontier for sonic uh, now i would say i did watch i don't watch a lot of his reviews from what i've seen looks like it's not really a review it's more like a comedy ste- sketch kind of like a review because they all kind of play out the same like almost like he doesn't like a lot of stuff i think he i think he does do like genuine reviews on the games but it's pretty much impossible to tell when he is or isn't being genuine sometimes. I feel like he, he's a comedy first and then a reviewer I, second. I saw his uh, review of Yakuza 0 and had to stop watching because he started uh, spoiling late story stuff. Yeah, spoilers are a bit of a problem with like that reviews, sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I really miss, though? His podcast. Um, Dunk Tank was great. But now it's a uh, stream highlight channel. It, him playing Family Feud, though, is, like, really funny to watch. Him playing Minecraft is funny to watch. Him doing anything is fun to watch. He's just a funny guy. He gets me donkey. Can we be, like, the official donkey fan yeah. podcast? Fun. We should get donkey on the podcast. Hey, donkey, if you're listening, come on our podcast. Now, speaking of Dunkley, did you know he actually Dunkley. premiered <laughs> on an episode of Scott the Waz, another video game comedy YouTuber, and he played God? Wait, what, really? Yeah. It was, uh, the thing with Scott the Waz, he's a very big Nintendo 
a, a video game guy, but he doesn't like RPGs. A lot of people ask him why, so he made a whole Christmas video out of it, why he doesn't like RPGs. And oh then uh, Dunkle he came, uh, played his god, <laughs> tell him that. Actually, I made it where people were never supposed to like RPGs. No, uh, people who like RPGs are weird. You're right. Well, a part of that's because Dunkey himself hates... He at least hates JRPGs. I don't know if he likes regular... I don't think he likes regular ones all too much, necessarily. But he, he really hates JRPGs, since they tend to have a lot more grinding, uh, leveling up and all that. Speaking of Scott the Wise, he also really watch him. He actually is really funny. Uh, like, he, like he, in his first few episodes, he had Ryan Joke. Where like there's one game called Chibi Robo's Zip Blast for 3DS he really hated so he always threw it in his toilet like he actually threw it in his toilet and he does tend to like rough up his house a bit for his jokes like one time he literally just spilled soda on his carpet for like a 10 second joke you got to do it for the content it's all yeah. worth it in the yes. end oh no well another uh, YouTube comedy video person oh, sorry I... to interrupt but i really want to say he also did charity thing where he got an officially licensed uh, monopoly board licensed by both hasbro and the monopoly company and he sold like i think 500 of them it sold out within an hour i managed to snag one wow you gotta show me sometime then we can play it and reduce its value for the podcast or the podcast that you content. can't see <laughs> we'll do a video special where we play monopoly <laughs> that you can't see but, you just have to go um, by our reactions to try and guess what's happening. Yeah, another one that kind of stands out to me is Neil Cicierga. Uh He does he does a lot of music stuff, which is a bit of a variety. There's some that are just mashups, um, like just kind of memes. Some of them, some of the mashups being actually like pretty good listenable songs. Some of them being horrendous abominations that should never have been created, but are you know funny. Uh, but I know back in the day he did some other stuff too. I mean, I haven't even looked at everything he does now. But one of the classics that he did was Harry Potter Puppet Pals. Oh, I remember that. Snape. Oh. Snape. Dumbledore. Snape. Yeah, that the was... Potter Puppet Pals were such a big part of my childhood. They were, they were seriously like one of the best things on YouTube when we were young. Um, and then like later on when I was listening to some of his like music and stuff and then i realized like it was the same person i was i was like oh my god that's that's amazing yeah that's it's really nice to see somebody like that being around for so long and still making really cool stuff too oh you mean like smosh <laughs> oh no i feel like they they weren't as funny as we thought they were when we first watched them oh no they were absolutely not funny they are they were like middle school humor which, when we were in middle school, was funny, and now it's not funny. What do they do now, anyway? I don't know. They're they're both gone from Smosh, aren't they? they oh, the no, Ian's still there. Oh, Ian is. They, well. But Anthony's, Anthony's doing his own thing. Yeah, he. He's, 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 he's really been well, doing though. guest spots on like people's videos and stuff lately too. And he has his own like interview thing where he interviews big uh, entertainers. So Actually, cool. wasn't he wasn't he on our biggest rival, Trash Chase Podcast? <laughs> yeah, he was. Maybe we'll get them next. Speaking of old YouTubers who are pretty much different now, anybody else miss Nigahiga? Can I pronounce it? Nigahiga was great. If only because they did a parody. I think it was them. They did the parody, the parody of the, of the Jim, Carrey, oh, okay. Jim Carrey movie. Uh, 23, but it was 21. 21, I remember that. Uh, sadly, I think he took off most of his videos probably for copyright reasons. That's sad. Yeah. Also, he stopped doing comedies. Now he just does Let's Plays. Also, Sean He does left. Let's Plays? 
I feel like everybody just does Let's Plays. It's, it's pretty. It's like a little bit easier to do and just popular right now. Well, wasn't another really big one around that time, Freddie Wong? I I think I know you're talking about. Is he the guy who did Rocket Jump? Yes. yes. Yeah. I can't remember him. Uh, he's probably still around. I think he originally did a video based on Rocket Jumping, and then actually made like a whole project called Rocket Jump, right, or something like that. Yeah, I, I think right. I think that's kind of what happened, but I I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Imagine someone like him would go into like special effects or something around like the. He probably does. I doubt all he does is YouTube. A lot of those people they tend to do other stuff. Like Corridor Crew. I've never heard of them. Oh really? You're interested in film, so you should absolutely check them out. Actually, I think I mentioned them before. Last time I mentioned them was probably with the Batman stuff, where they took the the trailer for the Batman, like the new one, and put Adam West in it, and it was amazing. Then I've probably um, seen that. You should you should check them out in general, though. They they get a lot of behind the scenes stuff, looking at how movies were made, and oh, they, wow. they get guests all the, like major people who worked on like the CGI and stuff in like all the time. That sounds really cool. And they also do their own side projects sometimes as well, which are usually pretty funny. Like when they uh, took the little bits of Batgirl that we had and made like a full trailer or like a scene. I forget exactly. I think it was a trailer, yeah. But it looked really good and it makes me wish we got Batgirl. Which apparently reviewed the same as Black Adam, but you know, still got Black Adam. I'm scared to see Black Adam because I feel like it's just going to be another superhero movie. Uh, Yeah, I haven't heard great things. I'm tired of superhero movies. I'm not tired of superhero movies. I'm tired of the current trend that we've had going on, though. I'm tired of them all being the same. They all feel the same. Yeah. I'm tired of bad superhero movies. (laughs) So, well, I know there was a lot of people that didn't really like Thor Love and Thunder, and I'll agree. The first half of the movie, some of the humor was a bit cringe, but I think it definitely picked up in the latter half, and it was, you know, it was at least different from everything else they were making. I just wish that we got more scenes of Gore the God Butcher. I, 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 yeah. I kind of wish that that Doctor Strange was, you know, actually more horror and not just. Oh, Multiverse of Madness. That was, well, I don't, I don't hate the movie. It was, it was still a pretty good movie, although they dropped the ball really hard on the, the CGI a couple of times. The eye, I saw the third eye. That major fight scene and that one multiverse, they also, while it was supposed to be framed as kind of, horror it it definitely bordered on comedy because it was it was really goofy um so that was that was a little lost opportunity and definitely since they were in the multiverse and you had all kinds of crazy stuff happening there was so much possibility and they did not do a whole lot with it i i saw a uh, meme online it was like oh uh spider-man in different universes and showed the different actors uh dr strange in different universes universes and it was it was it was just a random guy but it was a guy with like a different haircut like each picture that's pretty much what they did yeah but we got uh what was it pizza daddy was that his name pizza papa was was that a character in multiverse of madness yeah yeah i gave out pizza balls was that a doctor strange variant no no it was just a guy that was selling pizza balls or it was played by man what's his name Andy Milanakis? He did the voice of the narrator in Spider-Man PS1. It was the guy I think they made punch himself for like two weeks or something. He, uh... For just doing his job. He was gonna play, I want to say, Mysterio? Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. It wasn't for PS1, it was for the movie games. 
Oh, the movie? I thought he also was in PS1. I forget his name, but he played Ash and Ash and the Evil Dead or something. Yeah. Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell, thank you. Thank Isn't you. that actually Apparently like a he's reboot? in every Sam Raimi movie. They have apparently a close relationship or something. And he's he's a funny guy, so yes. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, well, it seems just about time. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and I would like to ask everyone, is there any comedies you really like? Comedy shows? Comedy movies? Is there any comedy stuff you don't like? Uh, let us know and your thoughts of anything we talked about. Also, you could be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, and follow us on Twitter. And thank you for listening. I'm Joshua. I'm Nick. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach, who is not paying $8 for a blue check mark on Twitter. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. We're the four fanboys. See you next week.